What's good, everybody? This is Jabron Asif over at the Keyed Up Show, and we have a very special guest today, BMX Pro Rick Thorne. Uh, thank you for joining us today, man. Yeah. Yeah, so how's life in quarantine been going? Uh, how, how you been, first off? I mean, honestly, bro, I ain't stayed inside. Yeah, it's hard now. <laughs> Same nah, here. I mean, I mean, no, I mean, even in the beginning. Yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, I mean, look, dude, being a bike rider, I'm just going to put it out there, like, yeah, you're not around anybody when you're up yeah. there doing tricks and shit, you know what exactly. I mean? So it's like, like uh, I, I can't stay inside, you know, and so... I kind of took advantage of the the, uh, the fact that you know I live in LA, so there's no yeah. traffic. I was like, sick, ah. um, <laughs> cruising around. Like, I love this it's shit. Not, <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's not that I was inconsiderate towards other people or didn't wasn't concerned or didn't care about you know what was going on, but yeah, you know, I got I got to think of myself like everybody should and and stay physically in shape, you know. Yeah. And I think I think a lot of people got out of shape during all this, you know. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 man. Um, so, and, anyways, that's that's my quarantine. I didn't really have one. Yeah, it's it's great with you, man, because there's not. I mean, you're already kind of separated from people already. You know, there's there's I mean, always. If I, if I put on my headphones and I go, I ride ten miles a day. Yeah, and I'm on the that's street, amazing. Like, like I'm not hurting anybody. I'm yeah. not around anybody. And if I want to risk anything in life, I should be my choice. So, like, yeah. if I were to say I'm by, I ain't hurt nobody. I ain't even talking to anybody. I'm gonna go do my thing. Uh, that that should be my choice, and so that's my choice was, man. If I stay inside, I'm probably gonna go nuts. Yeah. Because I'm just so hyper, you know, and I just need to ride, you know. So. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I've been seeing you going to like different places, like on your Instagram, like posting cool spots and stuff like that. So let's go back a sec, man. Like, how did you? Uh, like, find the love for extreme sports and then dive into BMX. How did it all start? Well, well, like back in the, I started riding 1980, 81, but I, I, that's when I first hit a quarter pipe, but like mm. I always had a bike, you know? So back then there wasn't like, uh, it wasn't even classified or titled like action sports, you know, we just yeah. rode, you know? Um, and then as I think for me, the reason why I got involved was it was the easiest way to get out of the house. And it was like probably the uh, the way it made me feel. You know, mm -hmm. it's like riding down the street. Yeah, I couldn't describe it. And so it just was so fun just to go out with your friends and jump curbs and, and little dirt jumps and stuff and just, yeah. you know, just try to set up jumps and stuff. So uh, really to this day, the whole reason I ever even got involved was just because it was my self-therapy. Yeah, I didn't know that as a kid, but it was my way to like, like I said, get out feel good about myself feel like I had a purpose feel like I was into something yeah that was mine and uh you know that's what really attracted me to riding is that like nobody was telling me what I can and can't do mm -hmm. and when the industry sometimes try to dictate what you can and can't do I'm always against that I'm like but that's that's against why I started yeah you know my artistic side shouldn't be told what I can and can't do what's cool and what's not cool you know what i'm saying yeah and that that's really interesting so that actually happens in extreme sports as well just like music in the music industry or film industry so tell, tell me about that because i know that um like sponsorships and things like that have to do a lot with extreme sports and and companies and branding um yep. so how, how does that i guess give us like a general rundown how that usually works and stuff like that 
You mean you mean being sponsored? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh. in, in extreme sports, yeah. Well, I mean, check it out, bro. Like back in the day, mm-hmm. you, you had to compete. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just before the internet, and like in order to like, I'll tell you how I got sponsored. Check this shit out. Okay. I took this class in high school called Mass Media. It was all about learning about like, you know, commercials and and advertising and putting together a resume and this and that. I just randomly took the class. It's like. I needed the credits to get out, you know, graduate. Mm. So I was like, okay. And I thought at the time I was riding, and this is back in the 80s when like the sport was really primarily, I'm speaking BMX, yeah. was primarily in California. Okay. So this is how I got sponsored. I was like, okay, so I graduated, I'm 17, I got a new bike, I'm gonna be a pro. But there's like no like pro, what does that mean? I didn't even know what it meant. I just yeah. wanted to get free bike parts. So what I used to do was put together a resume, but I had to have stuff on the resume to show that I was credible. Mm-hmm. So how would I do that? Well, I had to pay working at an Olive Garden restaurant. This is how I got sponsored. Not today. So I got to tell you a story. It's great. Worked at an Olive Garden restaurant, bus mm-hmm. tables, took all that money, saved it, went to the contest. I wanted to go to the contest for the best were. I wanted to become one of the best mm-hmm. and I wanted to mingle with the best because I loved riding and I wanted to see how far I could take it. So then you would go to a contest and you would cross your fingers and hope that you got a photo in the magazine or some kind of recognition. That's what you would put on your resume that you would send it in. So like, like it's crazy, bro. But I think back to like, I wrote so many years before I had a paid sponsorship. I think it was like maybe 14 years or something. Okay. And like a month to month check, you know what I mean? Like what? And but to get sponsored back in the day, pre-internet was, you had to go to the contest, Xerox your photos, call the company, who's in charge of the team, put together a package, put in the mail, send it, call them. Yeah, calling oh them. man, yeah. Bro, it was, nowadays dudes do a video part and they, they send the link and they get yeah. the vibe of who the person is mm-hmm. and they can get product flow a lot quicker. Okay, now if I ramble too much, tell me to shut up. But you ask, you ask a question that has a lot of different- like, No, no, I, I, I love it, yeah. Okay, so if you get sponsored, like say you're, you're a flow sponsorship, yeah, meaning that like you get product only, and then you got, and then if you get good enough, then you and you build your own brand, mm-hmm. meaning that you become the brand that like I'm my own brand, like like I feel like I could endorse anything because of the brand that I've created as an individual, as an artist. So mm-hmm. like, but that's years of layering your work. Some dudes get paid sponsorships. Some dudes get flow sponsorship. Some dudes get like nowadays people get collabs where they'll Instagram like four or five times and just get free product one time. It just yeah. depends. But like to be full factory, full fledged sponsor, you have to be good enough to hang with the best. Mm-hmm. You have to be not only I'm speaking BMX, not only trick wise. Yeah. But who you are as a person wise too, be- because uh it just depends on like nowadays the way people get sponsored is is through video parts mm. there's still contests uh tell you. but anyhow to be to yeah. be sponsored it's just like like i i i think like okay why would someone sponsor me like i think that all the time yeah like and i've and i think that's what keeps me relevant because it's like in order to be sponsored, you have to, yeah, it isn't just you riding your local park with your buddies mm-hmm. doing the sickest trick. That may be in the beginning. Yeah. You feel me? Like that may be like, okay, well we got, we like this dude. 
we want to give them product and see where it goes. That's usually how it starts. But you have to be a cool person. And it, it depends on the brand that you want to be sponsored by. Some brands could care less about tricks. They just want the whole culture or the way you dress or who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And then if you're going specifically for the bike industry, yeah, man, it is clicky. It can be. It can yeah. be very much clicky. It can be very much what these team managers think that what they think BMX is. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all part of their idea of their marketing, which is their free will to have, you know? So it's like, it just really depends. You got to get in where you fit in. And I'll tell you this much, if anyone's listening, and I'll show up on the sponsorship thing, is at first, if you don't get a reply, keep hitting them back. Mm-hmm. Keep hitting them back. Dude, I rode for Boost Mobile for nine years. First time, that was years ago. And the reason I tell the story is, I wanted to be on the team. Mm-hmm. The team manager's like, I don't know. We already got bike riders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they kind of go for like guys that are in the, back then they'd go for like X Games guys, which mm-hmm. was cool, but they really didn't have like, maybe lasting power to connect themselves to a product. Meaning that like, yeah. they're cool in that moment of the X Games, but beyond that, you're like, I don't know, just working. Yeah. So anyhow, I said, look, I'll ride for you for six months. I'll show you what I could do. If you uh-huh. Give me a phone, you don't have to pay me. And that turned out to be a nine year paid deal. Oh wow. So my, my point is, don't take no for an answer. Get creative, Get find a way to make it work. Find a way to get where you need to go with the brands that, that you feel comfortable with. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's I guess that's a lot in your question, but you know, it's just yeah. kind of like, you know, you don't want to ride for somebody that's whack because then it makes you look like uh, your cheese ball, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it depends though if you care about that or you don't. It, that really just depends on the person. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really interesting, and that's some, that's some great tips and advice. But it's interesting how similar that is to like uh, a band and a record label or something like that, you know. And there's different types of labels, different types of sponsors, you know. So yeah, it's very interesting how they all kind of super similar. Of course, like BMX and music um, always come, you know, come together in certain areas, but. Uh, well, I have a ba- I have a band too. My band yeah. is called Good Guys in Black. I was just and about like, to ask about that. Tell me about that. That's awesome. Well, that, well, I will say that's the difference between music and writing is it's like it's similar sponsorship wise, but you're you're the thing about music is you got to be careful what you sign because people want to own all your shit and you got nothing. You don't even own like the name, the label, the publishing, none of it. And you're like, because you because they put you on tour for a couple years, mm-hmm. like you know you don't own your money for your shows and stuff, and so. For me, with my band, I started a band. Uh, it's called Good Guys in Black. It basically cool. means like you look a certain way, people judge you, but on the inside, you're actually cooler than the person judging you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, I've had my band for about 19 years. I've done a lot of cool stuff. I've done Warp Tour a couple of years. Yeah. We're working on a new music video right now, and we just cool. filmed it. And then working on a new song. I've been putting out singles. I needed like to have. Uh, a, a voice. I mean, I love music. Who doesn't? I can tell you're in the music. I can see all the records on your wall. Yeah, yeah. But like, but like, I needed to have an outlet uh, vocally because the the BMX was like a a physical expression, and I always dreamed of being in a band, and I went for it. And it's been challenging, but it's been worth it. 100. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. There are, there are differences to the game. There's a lot. There's a lot of differences. They're similar. Yeah. They're similar. They are, but but there's logistics are, are, are different. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's cool. 
Um, so what? what's your, like, I guess it could be a general thing or it could be with, like, BMX or music. Uh, like, what's kind of your daily uh, motivation, you know, date or inspiration? You know what, man? I'll tell you this much. Riding bikes, like, I need music and BMX in my life. Like, because like yeah. I feel like I created a way for myself to have the best of both worlds, mm-hmm. meaning physically and uh, uh, emotionally, you know. Because when you're, you're on stage with a mic, you're not behind a bike, you don't have a helmet on. I mean, you could have a helmet on if you want, but yeah. like, it's you, you know what I mean? Like, boom, let's do this. And I mean, I've even, I even do stand-up comedy, uh, which is even which is even different than music. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's all different industries, like total, yeah. <laughs> you're That's total cool. bare bones, bro. Like, there's nobody up there but you. Yeah. And you gotta find a way to make someone laugh that has zero relationship with you. Yeah. In the beginning. Like when you build fans, they relate to you. It's like music. Mm-hmm. When you build fans, they know what music they're gonna go listen to. Yeah. You ride bikes, they know who they're gonna go see, what the vibe's gonna be. So trying to create that and all those like, but like my motivation is like daily is to wake up and say like, okay, I need to ride my bike. Don't go, like I'm not the type of guy that likes to go to the same spot over and over and over and over again. Yeah. In Southern California, man, there's so many places to ride. You can find somewhere new to ride or something to ride every day or or just recycle skate parks. Like, oh, I haven't been to that park in a while. Let's go there. Just to keep your psych up. Excuse me. For me, that's what what motivates me. And I'll tell you this much, bro. Instagram. It's not so much for the dopamine. It's not so much to be like people that like me or, or get likes or feel like I've, I've like, it's, I go out and I set a daily goal mm-hmm. to shoot a photo that I like, that I could put my photo, like I, I look at Instagram as like a photo album. Yeah, and totally. be able to set a daily goal. of like, I haven't done this trick in a while. Yeah. So I'm gonna go to this park, I haven't rode in a while, and I'm gonna shoot this photo and then I want to put some positive words to it. And that kind of helps push me too, because a lot of times I'm, I'm riding by myself because mm-hmm. of my age and B, um, the scheduling, you know? Yeah. You know, I got a lot of friends I ride with, but if they can't make it, I could, you know, I still got to go ride, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that's motivation. And then also too, bro, I ride on the street. I've been doing this ride through Hollywood for the last 25 years. And it's a 10 mile ride and I've wrote so many songs mm-hmm. there riding. I've come up with so many ideas, so many things for comedy or for m- music or for movies or for whatever, because I feel like that's a spot where I go clear my mind. Yeah, you know totally. And uh, so to answer your question, motivation is just like the need to create to uh, feel good about myself, I think. Yeah. It seems like that's what it is. Yeah. You know? And that's cool. You you almost use like your, that's <laughs> like several steps. Like you use like your motivation for biking to be inspired to write music. That's kind of, it's yep. kind of a cool yeah. system. Yeah. Awesome, man. And, and not many bikers that started a band. I mean, there's been a few, mm-hmm. but not many like that have been, you know, there's been a couple guys that still play music, but not at the level that you, you know, that I, say like X Games and Tony Hawk Tours and video games and shit and then you're like I'm gonna start a band yeah. and then the people were like oh you start a band you know it's like, <laughs> they, a lot of people don't believe in you until you make it and then yeah. they brag about how they've known you for years 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so sure. stupid. It <laughs> is. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Anyways. So yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right though. Yeah, they bounce off of each other. Um, I'm actually performing this Sunday cool. with Punk Rock Karaoke. Okay, and, nice. Okay, so let me tell you this. I don't know if anyone's out there if you're familiar with Punk Rock Karaoke. That's Greg Hudson from Bad Religion. That's Randy from Pennywise. That's Stanley from the Dickies and Darren nice. Pfeiffer from Goldfinger. Damn. They're the band. They're cool, the band. Okay. And then they have singers come in and do songs from different 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 vocalists from different bands. So like yeah. it's Punk Rock Karaoke and it's going to be a live stream. Uh on Sunday, so I'm pretty That's sick, for. man. Sunday, yeah. I, I need to tune into that. That sounds cool. Cool. Yeah, it's like called. It's called. Like, if anyone listening, if you want to check out, it's Facebook.com, and then it's Monsters of uh, Monsters of Rock Cruise. It's okay. the original cruise ship. Cool. But we're not on the ship, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That sounds cool. Um, yeah. Anyways, check it yeah, out. Yeah, cool. Well, sp- speaking of Monster, uh, I know that you're you work with Monster Energy a lot. Uh, yep. and all that stuff so t- tell me about that yeah, I mean dude look I did an episode of Monster Garage uh-huh. I want to say back in like 2002 maybe 2001 or 2 with Tony Hawk in Venice and some guy came and gave me his card and he said I work for this new energy drink called Monster Energy and a couple years prior to that energy drinks were kind of coming out you know yeah. but there, there was only one and so this was a new company and so I hit him up, and uh, I've been on with them ever since. I was their very first athlete sponsored on their team. Wow. That's yeah, cool. Matt, bro, it's sick. But see, the reasons why I've been with Monsters so much isn't so much for like, oh, okay, you do the sickest trick, bro. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I've created things along the way that they've supported, like my band, like my cooking show, like my comedy, like... Like anything that you do, mm-hmm. you've brought stuff to the table. You've you've created ideas. You've brought opportunity to the brand in areas that they might not have gotten before in yeah. the beginning. And so, with that said, just being very diversified, that's that's something that that is a, a longevity for anybody sponsored with any any brand. But I will say this about Monster: they're the best, dude. And I'm not just saying that. Like, they still have a family value. Yeah, and they still take care of their riders and and their skaters and their their everyone that's under the umbrella. If you're work with Monster with the music department, it just you know them as a brand, they're like the coolest because not only do they do cool stuff, but they just it just seems like they just really care about what you're doing and they support you. And but even after 20 years, it's just a rad feeling. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that, I, I mentioned that too. It's really cool that. Uh, I know uh, I went on I've been I'm a drummer I've been on tours and stuff and uh, one of the biggest tours we went on was with uh, AWOL Nation and they were with Red Bull uh, Red Bull Records but I always I noticed once Monster Music came out um, I just thought it was really cool you know I, I stumbled into their Instagram a couple years ago I was like wow Monster's doing this now but it seems like they're a little bit more diverse in, in, yeah, and that and their selection too, which is super dope. Really yeah, they're, they're they're getting more. I mean, like the like Monster is such a huge company. Yeah, that there's so many different departments, so many different team managers, so many people work in so many different fields because they're huge, man. Yeah, but like the Monster department, uh, lately I've been going down to to the Monster department because of 
because they're, they're close and they're in the valley. Yeah. But because, you know, this COVID thing and we weren't, we weren't able to get our drinks each month. So I've been just uh, popping in there, grabbing my cases. Mm. And, and I became really good friends with the monster music department. And yeah, man, they, they, they really got a lot of cool stuff going on. Uh, you know, my homie that runs that department, he's got some cool, you know, they're on it, you know what I mean? And, and they're just moving forward. So they, they do sponsor a lot of different people, but monsters for everybody, you know what I mean? Like, like, I mean, for everybody, for everybody that's like, you know, the like energy drinks and is old enough to drink them, I guess, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not specifically like, Oh, this, this branch just for BMX or this is just for action sports. Yeah. That's just, they, they got their start there. And they branched out and you know all of it's all connected because we're all expressing ourselves anyways that's really what it's about so yeah 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 that's amazing man i I always noticed how it's more of a family versus i'm not saying the other ones don't do that but they seem like more of a like real community helping athletes and artists and all that yeah they they are i did an episode of robin big back in the day and they came Uh. in my backyard and they had helped me they 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 help pay for the backyard wow. and it was like but the but the, the thing that was cool was is that right when that happened i'm like yo monster robin big's coming over to film and that ended up getting so much play that they would rather give uh, at least from what i understand it seems like they would rather support riders and the stuff they're doing than run like print ads or radio ads yeah. or tv ads and stuff. So they give it back to the riders and like I've seen so many riders through the years with Monster been like, yo, I'm doing this stunt. Yeah. And Monster backed it and funded it because they, they grassroots exposure they get that's going to buy by sponsors. You know, it's, it's just cool. I just, I've never had, I've had some sponsors like that, but Monster's definitely like the best when it comes to that. Yeah. So. That's cool. Um, so yeah, they give to the riders, man. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. Uh, tell me about um, some, maybe like the, a best moment in BMX, like a competition or uh, something like that, and maybe like a uh, like craziest injury or something. <laughs> well, I, dude, I could go on and on about injuries. Oh man, let me tell you this, dude. Last year, here's here's one that's crazy. Okay, and and before I tell you this story, what happened last year? I'll give you a brief little rundown, real quick. Mm. I I tore my urethra. I had to wear a piss bag for a month. I've had stitches in my, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I've I've had a hematoma uh, uh, in my taint where my balls got this freaking big. Damn. That's just that area. Yeah. I broke my leg, screws in my ankle, knee, shoulder, face. He the fake. Oh, yeah. Broke my face. I uh, had my head cut ear to ear, pulled oh, down. Man. I got screwed in my face. Broke my jaw. But here's the deal. I don't take any pain medicine. I never get a headache. I hardly ever get sick. Um, I'm, I practice mental health. Mm-hmm. Not just physical. Because see, the mind controls the body. Mm-hmm. The body doesn't control the mind. So if you're sitting at home and you're afraid, that's going to wear on your body. Sitting at home and your anxiety is going to wear on your body. Mm-hmm. Whatever you think and say, I'm going to trip out for a second. Everything you think and say is what you get. So if you're sitting around scared and worried all the time, I don't know how that's going to be any positive results for yourself. Mm-hmm. Common sense. Um, last year I was on Warp Tour. Man, I don't know what happened, bro. It was the last Warp Tour. It was in mm-hmm. San Jose. I hooked up on the ramp and I was like, and I woke up at the medics and I was like, but the Warp Tour, like, what the hell just happened? And and 
they said, you know, real, then I realized they got knocked out and I couldn't figure out what I got knocked out on. Yeah. And I hooked up. Okay, so check this story out, bro. So I'm like, dang, I think I broke a rib. Mm. You know? And uh, and they said, we well, need to go to the doctor. At the time, I didn't have health insurance. Everyone's like, what? You didn't have health insurance? Hey, man, I'm a single dad in California. I've been single for eight years raising my kids. It ain't cheap out here, bro. Yeah. Like, I got, I got used to not having health insurance for like nine years. I was like, fuck it. Mm. You know, like, I mean, whatever. I have it now. Yeah. Health insurance is weird, though. It's like you pay for it, but you never want to cash in on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. It's so weird, man. It needs to Because then like... you know you're sick. It's not like I've been paying for Kaiser for 10 years. I want to get sick. I want to I re- cash in. It's like it's paying for something you never want to use. It's, ah. Yeah. Anyhow. It, 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 I don't. If everyone can have their opinion, it needs to be universal, man. Like it just needs to be completely someday. <laughs> well, I thought those other countries pay for their insurance. It just yeah, comes yeah, out of yeah. they pay higher in taxes, so they don't see it, and they're yeah, conditioned yeah. from the second they get a job. So that's normal. Yeah, so yeah to them, for sure. like, they never had to worry about it, and they're used to paying that amount, making this amount. But realistically, are they? This is a whole other story. But like, say, take Canada. Are yeah. they paying higher in taxes for the health insurance than me paying for it independently on my own? I don't know. Yeah, we don't even know. Way, either way, it's it's, it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyways, so listen, man, back to the story. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm like, bro, I ain't going to this doctor. I probably broke a rib or something. And I stayed up all night. The next day, everybody went to the tour. I stayed back in the hotel. I couldn't sleep. I was sitting up. So I couldn't lay down because I figured if I laid down, I would I would... And I'd be able to get up. Yeah. And I was by myself. So I saw I just Uber to, to Warp Tour, right? Like, whatever. I'm going to try to find some pain medicine. Okay, follow me. I got hurt on on, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. This was Sunday. Monday, I was scheduled to fly back home. So I don't normally take any pain medicine uh, regularly. I don't even take Advil, nothing. But I was really in pain. So I was trying to find something just to tie me over to get home. Mm-hmm. That's my, my train of thought. I was like, I just want to get through this day. Well, I get there and I can't walk very well. Meaning I can't walk like, I can't keep up with anybody just walking a normal speed. And so the owner of Warp Tour, it was Kevin Lyman. Mm-hmm. I'm walking with him. He's like, dude, you're messed up. You need to go to the doctor. Yeah. I'm like, man, I don't have health insurance, bro. He's like, you got to go. And then Steve Van Doren from uh, Vans said dude you gotta go and steve took me oh, okay wow. so anyways, enough enough that, okay so i'm at the hospital the first hospital's like yo you know what dude like we can't work on you here like, what are you talking about you go to guess you need another hospital they didn't tell me what the problem was they did an mri mm-hmm. on my chest i still thought i broke a couple ribs man that's it and i get there to the other hospital they pull me out of the ambulance and then like they're like on me like give me an iv right away i felt like i was in like an episode of like ER where like I'm dying or something you know yeah, yeah. Damn. and they I still don't know what the hell's going on mm-hmm. and so I'm like dude like what like what's going on and as I'm like fading out you know and they give you your medicine to knock you knock you out mm-hmm. I'm like dude what's going on and he's like he's like uh, you have uh, blood in your lungs and I'm like blood in my lungs and oh, it turns out I had two liters of blood in my lung. Damn. I didn't know this, yeah. but you have about four to five liters of blood in your body. 
So I was bleeding out. If I would have got on that plane Monday, I would have died. Cabin pressure. Straight yeah. up. They already told me that. Um, I ended up breaking seven ribs. Oh, my clavicle fractured my T2 vertebrae and the artery in my lung was uh, bleeding out. So that was this last year. And oh, I was in the hospital for 12 days with the chest tube and shit. And like, it's crazy, bro. But I mean, I got out of the hospital and then I was like, I looked at my watch and I was like, damn, it's like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be 50 in a couple months. I gotta finish filming this 50 at 50. Yeah. And then I just went right back to riding and I just walked it off, man. Yeah. Then I'm, in a month yeah damn well i'm glad you're all right man that's it me too, me too but, but that's kind of been like the story of bmx bro yeah. with me and then it just happens and then you just you got to keep your mind strong and uh you keep your mind strong and your body will follow yeah for sure um tell me about um of course you're just one so many competitions like BMX legend and stuff. So tell me about your like your relationship with Tony Hawk. How did that how did that happen? Me and Tony became friends back in nineteen, I wanna say ninety two. Okay. Ninety well, no, ninety ninety three. Um No, it was ninety two. My bad, it's ninety two. Okay. Uh, my good friend of mine, Matt Hoffman. Okay, I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri. I grew up with Dennis McCoy. Dennis was like the first BMXer to ever be sponsored outside of California, dude, like when we were kids. He became the number one pro in the world in BMX. He was my biggest inspiration of someone that I wanted to follow, not necessarily in his footsteps, but man, if he could do it from Kansas City and he's my best friend, I mean, he became like, you gotta understand, no one was sponsored outside of California in the 80s. Yeah. He was the first dude that broke that mold and he's your best friend. So then he became friends with Matt Hoffman. Uh, Matt Hoffman was from Oklahoma. Matt Hoffman wasn't like, a big pro yet he was yeah. you know a kid making a name for himself so we all became friends and we were all riding together and so matt over time matt created these shows called the sprocket jockeys and we would do shows at state fairs and stuff mm-hmm. and we started doing those around 1988 89 something like that so the first time i did shows with tony hawk i think it was at a state fair in detroit i want to say 92 uh, and that's when this is Pre X games, yeah, and I do of Tony, and and uh, that's when we started to collaborate more with BMX skate. And at the time, in the mid '90s, it was BMX skate and inline skate. It was like the three sports mm-hmm. all together. But this, and that's when I first met Tony. Um, before the video game, legend in the sport, rad dude, and and then over time, as the sport grew, and at that time, I was on ESPN every month for four or five years straight and MTV and all this stuff that my popularity grew. And then I found myself like going to like Australia. I think me and Tony Hawk went to Australia together in 1995 for Airwalk or 96, 96. And that's a year after the X Games and the yeah. work out and all this stuff's alive and everyone's starting to put their eyes on action sports. And so as that grew, so did all these opportunities of like go to Chile for a weekend and it's me and Tony. Yeah. Or, you know, nice. go to Portugal and it's me and Tony. And then we just became friends, you know? And yeah. and as as everything was growing, so was our popularity. But it was it was like we were still just homies, you know what I mean? Like we just homies, you know? Yeah. And 
And so that's like how we met. Originally, I, I have to give it to Matt Hoffman because he's the one that created his Sprocket Jockey shows. If anyone doesn't know Matt Hoffman, he's like, he's the Tony Hawk of BMX. Straight up. Like, I, I don't like to say the Tony Hawk of BMX, but you can just get an idea of mm. how innovative and how badass Matt Hoffman is. Yeah. And it's just being friends with those guys, man. And, 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 and uh, opportunities opened up and we became friends. And then, yeah, man. And Tony put me in his game, the American Wasteland game. Yeah. Well, I was the only BMXer. And that's cool. I, Tony's the most genuine, coolest, famous person I know. Yeah. Like, he's a sane dude, bro. Like, when I met him in 92, like, none of this shit's fame and all this, none of it's changed him, like, as a person. Rad, bro. That's that's just as cool about all of y'all. Even Matt Hoffman, you like Tony Hawk. Y'all are so chill and humble and laid back. Uh, it's it's crazy. I was even talking to an artist the other day, and he's he, he was talking. He's he's up and coming. His name is um, he's actually on his new album's coming out soon. He's with uh, Strange Music, Jerry Robinson. Uh, but awesome. he talked about collabing with artists that are like you know on his level that are up and coming or have a new album versus like these bigger celebrities he met like Snoop Dogg and he said Snoop Dogg was a sweetheart and I was like what <laughs> just yeah. comparing to like someone who's like on his level um, and things like that but yeah it's, it's really cool to see um, he's on Tech Nine's label dude that's where I'm from Kansas City territory okay yeah because Tech Nine's self made I get it yeah yeah, I'll tell you a little story about Tech Nine that I didn't even know at the time, but then I look back on it, I think I'm like, oh shit, I do remember this. Mm. We were from Kansas City, bro. Me and Dennis, and we had the BMX Brigade. Okay. I mean, this is before all this sponsors and all that. You know, we were just out ro- roguing in the streets, having just having fun, being yeah. kids. We used to ride 30, 40 deep, meet downtown, and uh, a buddy of mine that rode with us went to school with Tech Nine, and he came out and rode with us a few times as a kid. Oh, uh, cool. Because my buddy would go back to school and brag about how fun it was staying out to four in the morning, riding around downtown. Um, I saw Tech Nine a couple of year, about a year and a half ago. Yeah, and and his whole crew—they're all from KC, bro. Like that's all KC love. And so when you said strange music, I was like, oh hell yeah! Like yeah, that dude's self-made, you know. And and self-made people, I, I you know, like maybe dudes from my generation. I know how hard I worked to be here. Yeah. And, and I think that we're just from a different generation of working for it differently. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And we were in it not because it was a way to make just money and a living. It was a, we loved it. We did it because we just absolutely loved it. Yeah. Not to say that kids today don't, but it could be easy to be blinded by all these opportunities you get if you get good rather than back then there weren't any opportunities we just did it yeah you know? so yeah man a lot of old school i mean but a lot of new school guys are cool too man i mean a lot of a lot of new school dudes are so humble yeah and like yeah dude like it just depends on the person yeah you know? yeah for sure at the end of the day yeah definitely <laughs> um, and my mom always told me to keep both feet on the ground and that we're all humans and that you know we all do the same stuff it's just some of us uh can get good at certain things and and it becomes your craft and so that doesn't mean that you, you got to feel like you think you're better than someone else yeah yeah, yeah so, exactly uh um, yeah 
that that's pretty incredible. So I, I got a cool question. So uh, tell us about. So you've been in like. Uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop that movie and I remember seeing yeah. you that so, so tell me about that that's pretty cool okay so check it out Paul Blart oh my gosh dude that was <laughs> that one okay so I went on an audition and uh, the audition was like hey bro like act like you're taking over the mall and I was like hey get on the ground <laughs> you know auditions are weird because you you go in and you'd read the lines and you, you want them to say like okay dude you got the part yeah and then it gets quiet in the room, and you're like, <sighs> you're kind of like, and, and they just look at you like, well, thank you, and you're like, thank you what, man? Did I get this role or what? Yeah, <laughs> it's a weird feeling. And so I, when you get a call back, that's yeah. always good. So I got a call back. Now it was with like the director, the producer, the whole room was full. Okay, cool. I didn't know I was even riding my bike in that damn thing until the day I was leaving. I had no idea. None. I was like, wait, for real? I'm actually riding in this thing? Yeah. And uh, and then I realized what, what our parts were is that we were like, you know, a little bit of acting, but more like the cameo of who we are and we're going to do a stunt. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And uh, man, I'll tell you this much. Kevin James is the coolest dude ever. Yeah. Such a nice That's guy, dope. dude. And like, he came up and shook everybody's hand, knew everybody's name. That's cool. I was fully impressed. And like, he was... uh. He's a straight professional, bro. Like we yeah. we were in we were in Boston for six weeks, and we would film in that mall after it closed. So we were like on the vampire schedule, bro. Like, like we'd go back and sleep during the day, and then wake up and be on the set and be there like all through the night. Um, wow. We were six weeks, yeah, dude. Um, and I had no idea that the movie would kind of almost turn into like a. Like what I noticed about Paul Blart is that it's turned into like the a mandatory Christmas kind of movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Like every holiday, I'm like, I see it more and more. And like, wow, the yeah. Trends during that trending, time. trending list or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so it's cool. But but at the time, I had no idea. But Adam Sandler, I met him because I was part of a Happy Madison thing. Mm. And uh Dude, I'll tell you a cool story about that, dude. We were at this deli up yeah. in the hills with our kids that we've been going to since they've been little kids and I mean since they've been born basically. And uh Adam Sandler walks in with his kids and he walks by our table. It's a little deli. And he looks over at me and he goes, I know you. And I'm like, <laughs> I, yeah, from Mall Cop, dude. He's like, Oh, thanks a lot. You did a great job in that. And I was like, thanks. And in my head, I'm like, this is fucking Adam Sandler, dude. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting right there That's with crazy. this kid. Yeah. I'm sitting right here. He told me a good job in his film. And I and I let it, you know, and then that was it. That was, you know, it would be like a like that dude, you know, like that was it. And so yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting right there. And the whole time I'm just like, I just want to go over there and be like, you check it out. You got to use me for more movies, bro. But you know, you don't want to do that. Yeah, you, know? yeah. you, you can't help it. You're like, your kids are talking to you. You're like, yeah, yeah, shut up. I'm trying to figure out what to say over here to this guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we go outside and we they have this little they have this little like, and th- this area is like tucked in the hills to where only the people that live in the neighborhood go there. Like they yeah. have signs everywhere that say you, you you know no paparazzi, no photographers, don't come around here, beat it, you know. Yeah. Thing. And they have this little little merry-go-round, and my kids are on it. It smells like fifty cents or something, and this is when they were little, so they yeah. were we were getting a kick out of. Adam Sandler walks over with his kids. Now he's over here, this freaking merry-go-round. 
it's like little, you know, the little ones, right? Yeah. Kids are on mine. I'm like, yes, hey, what's up? And then, what's your name? Walks up. That really, what's what's the girl's name? Uh, Salma, Salma, Salma Hayek. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Salma she, Hayek. She was in that movie, uh, 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 the vampire movie. Uh, uh, what was that? Oh, I'm spacing right now. Vampire. What was the one um, Quentin Tarantino was in the vampire movie? Monte, you know? Monte Cristo? No. No, no. no, 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 no. Like, Sorry. They go to a bar. Danny Trejo was in it, and then they all become. Uh, uh, anyhow, you know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Because she's super, super beautiful. In that movie, she was just like, oh my God, just gorgeous. And they walk over and they're talking, and I'm like, I just, you know, I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm trying to be, but you just, you kind of just be like, yo, the guys need a tattoo guy in one of your movies, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, hello, everyone's doing the media behind you. I don't know. I, just got, I got I got starstruck. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I can't help it. Sometimes you just meet people and you're like, "What?" But being a mall cop, I would have never had a chance to even say hi to Adam Sandler. So to me, yeah. that was a big deal, and that made it all. I mean, it was all worth it, anyways. But that was just like a trip. Yeah, I was like, "Dang, man, he's, like, he's a pretty cool, dude." So anyways, that's yeah. Hollywood, though. You're gonna run into people. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, um, but mall cop was good, bro. And those residual checks are still good. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Where where are you in California? Are you you're in Hollywood or no? Yeah, in the hills. In the hills. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, and uh, um, it's 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 cool. It's cool, man. You know, I've I've come a long ways from Missouri. Yeah. Uh, super self-made. I think I'm grounded be- because I'm super humble. Uh, my mom and my stepdad both worked. I call him my dad. He's my dad. Uh, they both worked in a factory. One yeah. at Red Bakery. Uh, I'm not from money, you know, make it this far, doing what you love to do, riding. Um, you know, I think to answer your question again, to add to it, you asked earlier what your mm-hmm. daily motivation is, is I ain't going back to that. Like, I ain't going back to busting tables for seven years straight. Yeah. I ain't going back to not having a car, living in my mom's basement. Yeah. I ain't going back to, uh, like, so my daily motivation every day is to, like, go, there's no going backwards, bro. Like, you have to go forward and you have kids you got to feed and those are also my uh my motivation so yeah absolutely man you come a long ways bro so like if i could do it something i love anybody could do it yeah you know i mean i ain't ain't not next like i'm 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 just i i always try to push out to people like if there's something you love to do yeah don't give up on yourself no matter what other people say like charge it forward and some things you're going to have to sacrifice everybody yeah. does some things you, you might not be able to do this in order to do that I mean that's how it was for me at least it's like so I'd say to anybody man if they want to do something you could do it and you could as long as you keep your mind positive then positive things will happen for you, you know? absolutely cool man <laughs> well uh, yeah th- thanks for joining us today everyone this is uh, Rick Thorne um and yeah, man, we'll keep in touch. Looking forward to the new. Send us the new music too when it comes out with your band. Um, and we'll, I, will, I will. Yeah, we'll will. promote and, it. And, and when we get when we get off this, just send me your email and I'll send you all the songs I have. Yeah, and I appreciate you having me on. Anyone out there, stay rad. I really appreciate you, you taking your time and and having me on. So thanks again. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Much love.